Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. You know, folks, I'm always grateful, and I say this at the top of my interviews with Jonathan, that we have somebody whose work is to focus on gun violence in this country and how to solve it, how to have conversations that actually move, push the needle and expand people's minds. And, you know, for that, I'm always grateful to get into conversations, whether there is a headline that is horrific and tragic about another mass shooting or not, it's important to keep these conversations at the front of our minds. And, you know, as I talked to Jonathan today about a session that is taking place in Tennessee, where he is, where his university is, I keep thinking about the fact that, um, you know, we're headed into, right, summer is winding its way down. There's still several weeks left of summer, but it is winding its way down. How do I know this? Because I see back to school commercials. And as soon as I start to see back to school commercials, it's like, you know, just so depressing, even still as an adult. But what makes me depressed is not just the fact that summer is over, but that the headlines of school shootings will be back in the news because the only reprieve that we have from school shootings is summer, right, is when kids are not in school. Or like we saw during quarantine and COVID when kids are at home, right? It's the only time that we don't see mass shootings. And so every year in September, I start to get a pit in my stomach and I don't have kids that I'm sending into the school system. So I don't know, honestly, how parents are able to do it. Right. But they have no choice because we don't have a system that is centered around care. Right. And empathy and compassion. That's not how America works. Right. It's, you know, cash rules everything around me. And the NRA is the one that has the bankroll. 
So in this conversation today with Jonathan, we, we talk about, you know, kind of the art of conversation, what he experienced in this pre-session ahead of this legislative session that is coming up in Tennessee in a few weeks. And I asked the question, like, how do you come to the table with people who are just crazy? How are we supposed to meet in the middle with crazy? So that conversation with our fabulous in-house doctor is coming up next. Folks, you know that whenever I have the opportunity to speak with our in-house doctor each and every week, the Dr. Jonathan Metzel, I am always thrilled. And Jonathan, um, you have been a part of uh, a event that took place in Tennessee because there is a big session that is coming up with regard to gun violence. And if folks remember, uh, which feels like a million years ago, but it wasn't, it was a few months ago, uh, that a religious school in Tennessee was the latest in a slew of school shootings uh, there were protests led by young people, walkouts. We learned about the Tennessee Three and the two Justins that were expelled for their participation and their solidarity with students that, you know, don't want to be gunned down in their classroom. Jonathan, tell us the latest on what uh, what's happening in Tennessee. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm back in Brooklyn now, um, but I've been in Tennessee all week and we had a big event. Um, the, the first of a, a number of events in Nashville a, um, a couple of nights ago that we're just bringing together religious leaders, uh, congregants from temples and churches from around Nashville, and just really having conversations with everyday people and faith leaders about what can be done. It's a really important time for Nashville right now, because as you mentioned, August 21st of this month, there is um what had initially been called a special session on gun violence. Um, the story of this for people who don't remember, as you mentioned, there was a mass shooting at Covenant School in Nashville, which not only was another horrific mass shooting of at a school, but it was one that really hit home for a lot of people because a lot of people know people who go to this school or send their kids to this school. And it was also a school that followed all the quote unquote rules about having, having armed people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. But a, a very, a, again, disgruntled former student with a grudge and easy access to multiple semi-automatic weapons uh, that that person had purchased by just going around and legally, legally buying a bunch of AR-15s. And so it's set off a kind of what the hell are we doing and how do we go here, which many communities do. We've had that conversation in Nashville after the Waffle House mass shooting in 2018. And this was kind of like a, man, enough is enough. Now, the other important thing about this shooting was that um, Governor Lee, um, had a, the governor of Tennessee, had a personal connection to this shooting. They have friends who uh, were among the victims and, and who worked there. And so it wasn't, it wasn't very far removed from a lot of people. And so either in a, there was a lot of protest, there was a lot of pressure and either in a moment of bravery or calculation, it's kind of hard to tell. Right. They called a session and he said, we're going to have a session to talk about this. So initially this was being billed as a session to look at what kind of what we, what we can do and people 
a bunch of us were asked to submit proposals and what we can talk about. Do we need more red flag laws, more background checks, more school safety? Obviously, the other side is saying, you know, armed teachers, more guards. So it was going to be a kind of what do we do? And is this a moment where a red state actually takes safety and public safety seriously about this stuff, and particularly in schools and workplaces? And there's been a lot of, <laughs> um, well, when the call came out, I mean, the fact that the call came out is is remarkable in the first place because there was a lot of pressure from the right to cancel. And so a lot of people were thinking, is this thing going to be canceled because the fire, the right, right leaning firearms association in Tennessee said, no, we're, we're not, we don't want to have this. So they called, did come out to call the legislators back to session a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. but people are noting that a lot of the stuff that people thought this was going to be about gun safety, bridging divides is not is not on the docket. And so it'll be really important and people should really follow this space because again, on one hand, it's important that this conversation is taking place, but is this going to be something that just doubles down on more guns and guns in schools? That seems like a real possibility or is the place where we're going to be able to have real conversations. And so that's kind of what we're doing in Tennessee is having a bunch of conversations leading up to this, a a big one the other night, Another big one through the group, millions of conversations that's happening on the 20th and then the sessions on the 21st. Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, I am a true believer in conversation, right? I I am a true believer in people coming to the table. But what I recognize about the Republican Party is that they're nuts, right? So it's like coming to the table with a crazy person and expecting to have, you know, thoughtful conversation. Uh, and and meet in the middle on issues. They tell me that the sky is purple and I tell them that the sky is blue and I'm supposed to meet them in the middle. I feel as if there have been numerous occasions, numerous school shootings, numerous mass shootings where we've said, oh, this is going to be it and we can come to the table and we can have a conversation about sensible gun laws, right? Um, Tennessee, like you said, this particular school, they had an armed uh, they had they they had armed teachers. They had armed security. They had all of the things that the right tells us that we need just to have more guns. Right. They had a an active shooter drill. They had all of these things and nine people were still killed. Right. Children were still killed. And so when you say come to the table or 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 this isn't going to necessarily be what we thought it was, it's just like, where do you think? These conversations can go when you have one party that is hell bent on murder. Well, that's a great point. Let me let me take you to what we did the other night uh, because the panel we had was it was gun owners and non gun owners. It was Republicans and Democrats and independents. Um, and I think a lot of people, at least this, obviously is a sample, a skewed sample, because if you're going to go to a conversation about common cause on gun reform, you already are selecting out the people who aren't going to do it. But I do think that there was a surprising level of frustration on on across the board about the relationship between. It just a lot of people feel like this is a problem that everyday people could come up with better solutions for than elected leaders who are in the pocket of the NRA or judges who are put in there to do the bidding of the NRA or who, for all we know, took twenty six paid vacations. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Just a nod to Clarence Thomas oh over here. Thirty eight. Yeah. 
Um, so, um, so I do think that the way we structured at least the conversation you asked about the conversation was we started off the night and it was organized again by this incredible group millions of conversations that tries to do bridging the divide so again i'm not saying this is a sample totally because to go to this you're going to want to have the conversation but the way the night started was that people were at um, like 15 different tables of 12 people and there were a bunch of kind of icebreaker questions um do you own guns what do you think about guns? What do you think about firearms? Do you feel safe in your community? What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel unsafe? So we were having these kind of conversations that were pretty surprising before the event started. And then there was a panel of three people, myself, um, David French, who's a columnist uh, for the New York Times, but is a you know, wrote for the National Review, a Republican, a gun owner has written in support of gun rights, and he and I disagree because he's also written in support of the Bruin decision and the uh, Supreme Court recently and, and other places. Um, and uh, Jason Dempsey, who's a former um, uh, um, high-ranking officer in the U.S. military, who's a gun owner and a Democrat and supports gun control. So we had three people kind of modeling a conversation who were, we were asked, um, how did you come to this topic? What do you think can be done kind of things? And we had a pretty open conversation about where we agreed, where we disagreed, and that lasted about an hour. And then people went back to the table and they did take-home points and calls for action. And one of the calls for action was come up with talking points and then bring them back to your community and make a 15-minute call or outreach or something like that. So it's very community-focused. Um, and just getting people to talk to each other. Now, again, I've, I mean, I'm writing a book about this very point. So I know the frustrating point here is it's not like we need more conversation about this. Like 80% right. of the people in the country already right. agree about background checks and stuff. It's not like we need more conversation. But I think the idea is maybe this is a, a ground up kind of conversation that needs to happen among other conversations. I know David Hogue has started an organization yesterday that also looks more at the electoral process. Um, but, but I do think that, I guess I'm surprised, at least in these conversations, how much there are people who feel frustrated with the status quo, which is something you wouldn't know if you didn't have these conversations. So, I mean, Again, I, I take that with a grain of salt because I'm sure there are people who live in Hungary and Russia and China who are frustrated with the status quo. If you did, you know, so that's not how fascism works, right? It's a top down process. Um, but I will say that at least in our system, having these conversations that then maybe puts pressure on people about the will of the people is is an important way to at least model. And if not, at least understand how the other side thinks so that you can better understand how to intervene. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. How did the talking, the drafting of the talking points go? Did, were, were you able to see any of those that folks came up with on their own as opposed to, like you said, it coming from the top down. The story I told in my part of the mm-hmm. panel, um, when I was writing Dying of Whiteness, I was in Southern Missouri and I came as a really kind of uh, openly as a liberal gun control person, but I wanted to understand what guns meant in people's lives. And I interviewed as people who know the book, I interviewed people who had lost family members to gun suicide. And it was, they were, incredible, like brave, remarkable survivor people who were suffering the most unimaginable loss you can think of. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, when I would, they, and they agreed to speak with me, which I thought was incredible. I don't know if I was in the shoes of, I would, if, if a conservative Republican came to talk to me about something like this, I don't know if I would do it or not, honestly. Um, But they were great. And, but when I would do the interviews, I, I would go in and I'd, you know, we talk about the loss and what it meant and really horrible stories. And then when they would say, um, I would, I would ask this question in the beginning of the interviews when I started doing them. And it was, um, did this experience change the way you think about guns, like losing a child to gun suicide? And they would look at me like, you don't get it at all, do you? And that was the moment where I was kind of outed as a liberal because, what they what they said, you know, what people would tell me is, you know, it's not the gun's fault or this is guns are part of our wow. religion or whatever. Now, judgment aside about how people might think about that answer, the point was, it's kind of like if you're a really religious person and then somebody, you know, gets struck by lightning and somebody gets interviewed and they say, this outsider asks you, does this change how you feel about God or something like that? And what you find is when people suffer loss like that, they actually become more ideological, more Mm -hmm. religious, more talismanic. And so in a way, this was a question that identified me as an outsider in a way. And they were like, no, I, I doesn't change how I feel about guns. Guns are my protector. It makes me think about responsible people or something like that. So I actually changed that question when I was doing the interviews. I would later ask, 
what can we do to better keep our families safe? You know, just kind of keep Which it is a totally different question, yeah, right? But yeah. but for, for you as a researcher, it is going to provide you with some insight as to how people are thinking. But the first question was one that would just shut people down. Because well, it identified like what I was asking them was, does having this horrible thing happen to you make you want to become a Democrat? But I mean, that's how they heard it. And that's probably what I meant in the beginning. And so I realized like, oh, I, I, I'm coming in with some preconceived assumptions that having this thing happen will change people from point A to point B. And I live at point B. And it was just one of these things. It wasn't about a debate. It wasn't about who are you going to vote for or anything like that. It was just about people's life and loss and mourning and trauma. And and I realized, you know, I need to learn better how to have this conversation if I'm going to talk to people who don't agree with me, but who also are the people who own guns and support gun owners and stuff. And so that was the story I told at the panel about how I learned a lesson in my own research just about what it means to talk to people about this. And I felt like it was actually really instructive for me because my aim was not to change their mind. It was to have the conversation, but the way I asked the question, they heard it as like, why don't, why won't you change your mind? And I think for me, that was the kind of story that people were telling. Like, how do other people think about this? When you have a gun, what do you um, what do you imagine that gun's going to do? Or what do you think about gun owners? Like those kind of things that kind of get people talking about assumptions, biases, and also yeah. about the thing itself. I will say, if I have time, just one other thing that happened out of this thing, which is that they asked this question. And, you know, I go back and forth between... Tennessee and and Brooklyn, and they said, "How safe do you feel? Five on a scale of five in your neighborhood? Five um, being the most safe, and five being the most safe." And the other interesting thing, which I didn't realize I was going to say this, um, but they said, uh, and all these people were like, "I live in the suburbs, and I feel four out of five safe." Um, because somebody could still come and attack me or there could be a mass shooting or something. And when it got to me, it's like, this is really weird. And I hadn't thought about this before, but I split time between Nashville and New York. And when, and when I'm in Brooklyn, I really feel five out of five safe for the most part. I mean, there's bad stuff if you go on like one of those apps, the crime apps, like stuff's happening everywhere. But there are also like people around and there are gun laws and there are bike lanes and people are looking out for each other. Like I, I have to say, I feel really pretty safe when I'm in Brooklyn. Like there's just. So a did you say, did, I'm, did you say a five? I said a five about Brooklyn. <laughs> I did. I mean, I know it's crazy because it's like, but I just feel like there are people around. I mean, stuff can always happen and stuff's happened to you and to me. Um, but somehow I feel like I'm part of a system where there's just like, there, you're just, there are people around and somehow I find that reassuring. And I said, I compare I f- that. I find that I, I feel absolutely the same. I yeah. feel that if I were in a place where let's say I'm in a, I, I remember, uh, house sitting for a former boss of mine who lived in like rural Maryland and his neighbor, his next neighbor was, you know, like a mile away in either, in either direction. And it was so quiet and I felt so unsafe. I was like, if I were to scream, no one is going to hear me. If like something happens, like no one is going to come to my aid. And I realized that I felt like, and this is a product of living in the city is that I felt more comfortable and more safe knowing that there's somebody on the other side of the wall, whether up or down or next door, 
that like I muffled sounds is a comfort to me. <laughs> but but also like people think it's not just about the noise; it's about people think communally. Right. Like if you just go on the subway and drop a dollar, twenty people will say, "Hey, you dropped a dollar." You know, right? Like it happens all the time in a million different ways in New York. And what I said, the difference is, I live in a city in Nashville too. I have an apartment in downtown right. Nashville, and I said, but in Nashville, I have like I I feel a three out of five um, because the system is not built for safety, right? In Nashville, the example I gave is in New York, there are bike lanes that are protected bike lanes pretty much everywhere. I mean, I know people get hit all the time on their bikes, but in Nashville, they just paint a picture of the bike on the road so that the cars are supposed to see you, but you're actually, there's no bike lane. So that it's just like, and so people get whacked all the time. Like there's nobody saying like protected bike lanes in Nashville. There are no gun laws in Nashville. And so I said, like, I only feel a three out of five in Nashville because like the system is set up. It's not a public health system. It's like a, whoever has the biggest car runs down the road and tough if you run over a biker. <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. And everybody there freaked out and they're like, what? New York? That's where like Biggie Smalls just had that thing in in Union Square, giving away like you know, it's free... not big. I know, but that's I know. what they. I'm just saying, they remember, but they were like, "Oh, that's where whatever." It's like it's just like, and and conversely, you know, people in New York. I mean, whatever. Nashville, does, but I just said Nashville feels less safe for me, and I realized it's in part because of gun laws. Also, that there are just are yeah. no gun laws in Tennessee, and so I feel like the chance of anything happening in that regard just feels much higher there, and data bears that out, and so. I don't know. Those kind of conversations I found to be really helpful. You asked like, how can we have conversations? But I think in a way it was just kind of, it was more, it, usually I just get up and give a lecture and this was, let's talk openly and honestly. And then everybody would say, here are the take home points I heard about what you said and here's how we can build off of it. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, no matter what happens from this possible, quite possibly bogus session on the 21st. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I do think that it is important. One, I would be really interested to see what the response is to that question of safety, how safe do you feel in, you know, pick a state and go to the rural area, the city and the suburbs and ask that same question about safety um, and how and how safe people feel. Because it's it's really interesting that everything is shaped by your perspective and your lived experience. And that's what that's the beauty of conversations are to understand other people's perspectives and like how the world has shaped them. Right. So that you can figure out, OK, well, how do I really connect with this person? Because the purpose is right in humanity is for us to be able to connect to one another. Right. And not just live a life of dismissal, dismissing people and their opinions and their experiences. And so for me, it's just like I, I think that that. Uh, that conversation is important. I think that all <laughs> fucking like focus groups should probably fit in on that, uh, sit in on that conversation to figure out how to, to uh, construct the questions that they ask uh, for the polls that they give us on a regular basis. But um, Jonathan, you'll have to follow up with us um, when this session actually does take place to let us know uh, what the outcome is. And if it is bogus as you're as you're thinking it is going to be or if it actually um is can be used as a model for how we move forward in red state you know and i think it's important i mean at the most basic level you're not going to win a debate if you don't understand the other person's perspective and talk to it so even if it's strategic about why people are having these conversations i think they're important conversations to be having but, but again, TBD on this session, we'll have to see that there's a lot of people talking about it and paying attention to it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right, Jonathan, we will leave it there and pick it up again next week. Take care, everybody. You. And what's my new what's my new sign off now? <laughs> I says, love, stay I, safe. I love puppies. <laughs> yeah, I love, you know, go, go hug a go hug animal. a tree. Yeah, <laughs> ride a bike safely in a real bike lane. But we appreciate you. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.